You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. That was the dude that called in at 6.15. They, they moved it on me, and I didn't reflect it on the show. Cool. Sh- Got it. Let's see. This is how professional we are. We were doing scheduling meetings while the microphone's on. So, good morning. Welcome back. Third hour of Wake Up Tucson. Christopher D. Simone and the amazing Matthew J. Neely Esquire. They na- He's such a badass, they name, him, they name a magazine after him. Just telling you. Uh, if you missed any of the show, my discussion with uh, Dan uh, Shearer from the Green Valley News and then Micah Vellante. How you doing? from the American First Policy Institute talking about election integrity. And he wanted to talk about, I didn't have that much time with him, so I'll get him back very soon, like literally easily next week I'll go get him, is he wanted to talk about ranked choice voting is moving through uh, the legislature, want to keep an eyeball on it. And then I started asking him, he's he's their election integrity guy. And I asked about the Arizona and he said there was definitely flaws in the Arizona election. And he didn't go, I don't think he said on purpose, but we'll get there. So I want to have a deeper dive on the 2022 election. Of course, you always ask that question, right? Had this discussion last week over the weekend with a buddy of mine who it was stolen, it was stolen, it was stolen. And then I always say, okay, explain Kimberly Yee. And then what happens is his brain starts to melt a little bit. It's a buddy. This is a buddy of mine up in Phoenix, and I'm just like I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not saying that out of pride. It's just it makes you think a little bit more, right? Because what happens is if you're sitting in your purity pods, yelling at each other about what's going on, and you don't have anyone asking you that little extra question, this is where we're at. Um, one of our listeners, of course, Bill was driving. He said the fog in Casa Grande is very thick, so be be, be uh, If you're going up to Phoenix right now, be ready. From the uh, 10-I-8 interchange all the way to the Gila River, just got a call, so thank you. Bill. So we have a two-lane road <laughs> that's horrible in the first place covered with fog. Is that what you're telling me? Um, Say it! <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Some of it's three-lane. So, um, Secretary Mayorkas, who... If you're the if you're the Biden administration, he has been an absolute pleasure of a homeland security secretary. With a smile on his face, he can tell you the border's not wide open and the border is wide open. Wide open. So he was on MSNBC, and they're going to have hearings and investigations on him. Andy Biggs and others want to impeach him. Okay. So Jose Diaz Balart on MSNBC asked him, Republicans have been accusing you of high crimes and misdemeanors. What's your reaction to that? What's your message to those Republicans? Unquote. Mayorkas, quote, my message to them would be, you know, the immigration system has been terribly broken and outdated for decades. That is something about which everyone agrees. It's my hope 
that they take that problem and they fix it once and for all. Unquote. Now, let's take his let's take one of Secretary Mayorkas's sentences. This has been outdated for decades. So, first two years of Barack Obama, first two uh, years of Corn Pop's administration, the Democrat Party has had the keys to the kingdom for four out of those 10 years, 12 years, 14, whatever it is. And you did nothing. 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 Regina Romero and locals say the same thing. Oh, the immigration system. You guys smile because they were throwing out pork money all over the place. Blowing up inflation and crushing the working poor. And they wanted to hire 87,000 IRS agents. Right. Right. So think about this. They want to hire 87,000 IRS agents in a time where government revenues are the highest they've ever been due to something called the Trump tax cuts. Okay. So we're going to hire. So we have over here the immigration system. The federal immigration system right now is a, is a dilapidated shack on fire. Right. Over here is tax revenue and the IRS living in a beautiful palace. We're fine. So what does this administration and all these Democrats do? And they all cheered it all. We're going to get more taxes out of the rich, right? That we, was the whole thing. Right. We need to improve the palace over here, which is called tax, the revenue levels we're getting. Right by hiring another 87,000 87, IRS agents. Okay, and the whole thing was it's worth it because we're going to spend eighty billion dollars on them, but we'll take in much more than that in tax receipts because they are now there. Right. Okay. Now I just want to tell you something. Flagstaff, Arizona, is seventy-seven thousand population. So you're going to have an entire flagstaff full of <laughs> IRS agents, actually bigger, right? So you had the keys to the kingdom. You say you care about immigrants. You you can't believe that the immigration system is so broken. You don't put any money towards fixing it, but you hire 87,000 IRS agents. So when Mallorca says that, this is why Jose Diaz-Balart sucks as a journalist, is, isn't this both parties' problems? Right? Because, I don't know, Trump had the uh, House and Senate for two years. Did the Republicans do anything to fix the immigration system? I don't think so. Now, we did a lot of great... I mean, so remember, there's two parts of this thing, right? There's securing a border, right? And part of securing a border, of course, is letting in humans and goods that legally come back and forth as part of an important part of our economy and Mexico's economy, right? And then when these people come in as legal, illegal, whatever you... parts of immigrants, 
there's a justice system and an immigration system that they're supposed to be matriculated through. Again, I'll go back to asking Martha McSally when I said, well, what percentage of people are coming through that as immigrants who have court dates who don't show up for them? And I believe the number was somewhere between 82 and 87%. So when Mayorkas basically bullcraps you all the time and says, we don't have an open border, we have a broken immigration system, it's two different things. But again, you have Democrats who know how to throw out this crap and no one challenges them right redefining reality so Mayorkas what does a broken immigration system have to do with the tons of fentanyl blowing through the border right so there's fentanyl blowing through your open border which again when you guys create chaos with all the immigrants it makes it easier for the cartels who are also human and sex traffickers, by the way, okay, uh, to blow through as many bad chemicals and drugs as humanly possible. So all these people who are living in a van, uh, living under the bridges like trolls, freaked out on fentanyl here in Tucson, Arizona, we're getting more of our fair share of those people because we have an open border. So when you say, "Oh, we don't have an open border, we got a broken immigration system." You're just, you're just, you're lying. You're just lying. You're lying. Mayorkas is, it's, it's not like, this is not Mayorkas made a mistake. Triple M. Mayorkas made mistake. Right? This is a willful blow open the border. Right? We don't care about the drugs coming through. We want all those immigrants coming through. Because you know what? Donald Trump wanted to build a wall. And the opposite of that is let's blow everyone through. And if you had as, this is the other part of it, and then we'll go to break. If you had as much care and concern for the person shivering and dying under a a wash and flowing wells as you did for someone fleeing Honduras, you wouldn't know what to do with yourselves. So, all souls matter, right? But as government people, your first duty is to the American people. So when you put immigrants coming, blowing across the border above the working poor and the people dying under the streets of Tucson, you got a big problem. It's sick. And the compartmentalization and the blinders that that takes you guys to do that is sick. It's sick. But that's what you're doing. Because, especially because Republicans and Donald Trump wanted to control the border better, which you should, any, any, any real nation needs to control its borders. Any nation that thinks it's excellent or good as a nation, you need to control your borders, right? DeSimone's a big wall, but big gate guy. Let's let's make it happen. Our, you know, Texas is killing us on in in relation to some of these border stations that people come through in goods and services, right? I've heard this from the produce girls and guys in in Nogales, right? Some of that stuff's going to McAllen, Texas, because it's better to go through there than come through Arizona, right? Big wall, big gate, right? But again, this willful 
uh, indifference to American citizens who suffer from what comes across the border and preferring the immigrant over an American dying under the streets of uh, Tucson, Arizona is sick. Sick. Let's go to break. 8.19 in the morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 10.30 The Voice, local news and talk. One of our listeners got us into Frank Vignola. Trying to remember if it was our who's our guy who always gives us that cool music. He always goes. He's like our deep tracks guy, Brian. Brian. I don't know if Brian was the one who turned us on to Frank Vignola, but on a previous No Joe Jazz Something Day, he's like, check this guy out. He's nice pretty stuff. pretty impressive. So, yep. yep. Uh, Ted number two, which is Maxwell, because Ted number one, of course, is Tia Gloria's beloved. Right. No one. No one Clearly. above Ted number one. Okay, said that the uh, the fog ends at uh, State Route, the exit for th- uh, 387. I assume that's the Sackleton Coolidge thing over there, maybe? Perhaps, yes. So anyway, just wanted to let you know that. So, um, Jonathan Hoffman, we were talking about uh, when it comes to uh, reading outcomes for kids, quote, your reach should always ex- exceed your grasp. And... Uh, Rightfully and amen, uh, Matt. We're picking up. I'm picking up Filthy Pirate after the show tomorrow, so you have one more day of drinking the mud. So it's a character builder for you. So toughen you up a little bit. Toughen you up. So we were just talking about uh, outdated. Uh, how Secretary Mayorkas uh, was basically saying it's not an open border. We just have a broken uh, immigration system. So. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we got a big party coming up on Monday. Monday, Monday. It's over at the Short Rest Tavern at Tucson Games and Gadgets. Please join us. It's a cozy little tavern in the back with great local beer, wine, and meads. If you're gonna do a, if you're gonna do a tavern, you got to have meads for God's sakes. So, and then uh, it, there'll be uh, it'll be catered by the great Malta Joe. So, I was listening to the uh, commercial for Rito Racetrack, and it is true. It, it, this sounds weird when when the guy says "fun racing, great food, and fam winner." You can actually, I can actually say, over because of a couple of, well, first of all, Mark taking over, that the food's much unbelievably better. One Juan Almanza is there from El Taco Rustico, so he's upstairs in the clubhouse. You got to go upstairs, and in the behind the stands, you'll see him and or Cynthia there. Uh, doing it up and then uh, there's some really good uh, better food trucks this year that they're going to have and then our friend Greg from Mutt's is doing the downstairs vending and he has all that uh, hot dogs and brats from using her in Milwaukee so Rito's probably the best vending food experience in southern Arizona gotta be Matt how's the do you ever eat at a U of A game does anyone eat at the U of A game or is it just an Ed Alexander popcorn moment usually yeah, so they added in um, when they did the. This is a few years ago, but when they did the uh, north end zone uh, expansion or change, right? They got they got some good like brought vendors and stuff like that in the in that concourse area. Oh, okay, yeah, that's good underneath the sand club, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can get um, just the other day we uh, we went to, uh, went to one of the basketball games and um, uh, it was an early afternoon game. I forget, and I got an, a great. Uh, burrito from El Charo. I mean, it was really good. Nice. It was basically like, enough for two people. Like was, carne asada? Yeah, well, it was uh, beef. I think it was 
uh, I think it was shredded beef or okay. something. It was delicious. Beautiful. And it was, um, it was a great deal. And I ran into a mutual friend of ours who was enjoying um, uh, uh, nachos from El Charo. It's over in the southwest corner of McHale, and, and that's fantastic. You're not allowed to say that mutual friend's name on the air? I of, can. It was Ron. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Ron Arenas. Correct. Very cool. Mm-hmm. We're, we're shameless pluggers here. Yeah. Absolutely. Picture rocks, heating, and cooling. And uh, so four four zero four zero. He had just gotten some uh, some nachos there, and they were they looked mighty fine. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, this chicken wing lady. This is this story oh, is unbelievable. Oh boy. Yeah. I so saw that. Vera Liddell. Uh, I don't know how old Vera is, but oh, sixty six years old. She began stealing chicken wings when students were forced to take stay home and take classes remotely. Even though this is WGN, even though the children were learning remotely, the school district continued to provide meals for students and their families to pick up. Liddell ordered 11,000 cases of chicken wings from one school vendor and picked up the food in a cargo van, but the wings were never delivered to the school. It's unclear what happened to those chicken wings. A routine audit conducted by the Harvey School District 152 manager revealed that the school district's food costs were 300 G's over budget halfway through the year. She was charged with theft and being held on a $150,000 bond. But she's accused of stealing 1.5 mil of chicken wings. Mostly chicken wings. Uh, She worked there for more than a decade. She has a nice LinkedIn account. And uh, basically... uh, the massive fraud began at the height of COVID during a time where students weren't allowed to go to school. This is like a mob thing, right? Sure. This is this is like the you know the, when they're ripping off the eighteen wheelers, Henry Hill and Tommy D. Simone there in the in the movie, and uh, selling the cigarettes on the street. So literally, she was she had either a, a who knew I was going to say this today. She had a chicken wing fence. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, for sure. <laughs> Wings smell like uh, ditto machine fluid. Knocking on the door of the bar. Hey, I got 23 wings, of chicken wings. Discount, baby. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 10th through the voice. Local news and talk. Now, now you know why Rocco's like, why are my chicken wings so expensive? Well, this lady's stealing 1.5 million of them, for God's sakes. Wake up. All right. Welcome back to Wake Up Tucson. Um, in an interesting... Uh, Coincidence, our good friend friend uh, Ron Arenas was listening to Wake Up Tucson and, of course, was thanking us for the, the shameless plug because we do that all the time. 440-4069, picturerockscooling.com. But um, 22nd in Wilmot, we got another rollover, classic Tucson rollover. We see the, the bottom of an SUV or a truck uh, uh, making it happen. So Tucson, you know, they used to say, I, we got to get the... Uh, the uh, the end of uh, the Hill Street Blues when they go, be careful out there. Because now we're happening. So everyone, please, just, it's, I, I, I was just talking to another buddy of mine. He says, dude, dude, I'm doing what you said on the air now more than ever, which is I'm at a red light and it turns green and I wait just a couple of seconds. And, you know, it, all of this bad behavior is 24 hours a day. There's no, there's no time of the day that it's good. I was driving down the, driving down to the show yesterday, and I was on La Canada approaching River, and there were two dudes going 
I bet 90 to 100 miles an hour whipping through cars at 5.30 in the morning yesterday. Good, goodness. I mean, it was wild and wacky. So anyway, uh, our infield reporter, Ron Arenas, he sent me the picture. We have a rollover on 22nd and Wilmot. Please use alternate streets. We recommend golf links or Broadway. Um, Matt, do you have uh, you have my do you have uh, Kamala anywhere handy? So Kamala was on with Lester Holt. I mean, you can't get a nicer interview than Lester, for goodness' sake. And uh, and this comes from a there's a Washington Post piece that came out in the last couple of days that literally says. Kamala is not ready for primetime and just kind of throwing shade on the fact that she just shouldn't be anywhere near running for everything. So uh, let's, this is, this is a quick, it's 39 seconds of Lester and, uh, and, and I always love this way Trump says it, Kamala, Kamala. There we go. Let's go. Just quickly put a button. Okay. Do you have button. any plans to visit the border? I, at some point, you know, I, <laughs> We are going to the border. We've been to the border. So you, this whole this whole this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, I mean, I don't I don't understand the point that you're making. I'm not just counting the importance of the border. Well, I, I mentioned I, it because even I, I know Republicans have certainly come at you on this, but Democratic Congressman Cuellar as a border district has said to the, you and the president, come. You need, I care you need to see about, this. Listen, I care about what's happening at the border. <laughs> Just quickly put a button. That's okay. enough. We're good. <laughs> I mean, the way these people ask a question, I mean, she's, I can't believe she was an attorney general. <laughs> Just an attorney. <laughs> I'd have to find the clip, but I think um, she did a couple one-on-one interviews when she came to do the 10 West power line thing out uh, in, in Tonopah. And uh, they did, she did a couple of uh, one-on-one interviews and gave a similar answer when asked if she's going to go to the, why you, you came to Arizona, why aren't you going to the border? And she said, well, I, Hey, I've been there. And then I'm here for this new power line thing. So the, I, I love the fact of the Royal we for the answer that oh, that's the best. You haven't been to the border, have you? We've been to the border. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. It's great. And then the answer of, and I haven't been to Europe. Now, Lester, I know you're you're a little weak, right? But the answer is, when she says, and I haven't been to Europe, the next question is, what are you talking about? What does that mean? How does that relate? Right? Because, I, I mean... All she did, all he did was, you haven't been to the border. So then when she says we, and he says, well, Republicans have hit you on this, but also Democrat Henry Cuellar, Texas on the border, would like you to come to the border. And her answer is, well, I haven't been to Europe. What? I mean, I got, I understand Joe's problem. Pretty interesting, the vice president dishing out snark to a respected network anchor. I mean, I mean that's... I got Joe. I understand Joe's situation. I mean, Joe's a broken dude even before he got senile, but now he's broken and senile, right? So at least he's got senility as a defense, right? What's her excuse, right? Other than, again, a narcissist that can never be wrong. That's where you're at, right? She's a narcissist who still thinks she's running for president. But I'm going to tell you something. The Dear Washington Post, 
we basically elected a moron for a, a president. Literally, he's been a lying moron as president just two, two, two years ago, two years plus. I don't know what you're seeing out of there that's unbelievably that would be considered, I'm doing the air quotes on, the, on a radio show, excellence coming out of Joe Biden. But it happened, right, through a variety of reasons. Some of them not so great, some of them bad, some of them we don't have candidates that are very good. But if you don't think, trust me, they're, they're, these, these, the, the leftists out there, they're having what a gleeful time for them. They're electing horrible candidates to office. Let's go locally. Let's go to the state of Arizona. Katie Hobbs is the governor of Arizona. One of the worst candidates you could ever throw up for office. Oh, and a racist. Twice times over in a legal court of law. Man, if they can get Katie Hobbs elected and Biden, they can get Kamala uh, hired and uh, elected in a heartbeat. The, you know, Good point. right? There's, there, is there some sort of media that's? I mean, look at Lester Holt. You said respect, respected anchor, I guess. But when she says, I guess within that circle, a network anchor, established, say established, right, right. It's not like what I'm trying. The point I'm trying to make is it's not some crackpot running, you know, running into her on the street with a with a Correct. with a phone recorder Correct. Correct. trying to ambush her. Correct. Okay, that's what I, I meant. And I'm sure he probably gave her the question in advance. No, sure, right? I don't. I I don't know if this is even a uh, somehow he he uh, you know he he hijacked the conversation to somewhere it wasn't supposed to go. But. Think about it, right? I mean, here's Lester Holt had an opportunity. I mean, I'm thinking in, in Kamala's mind, he's a respected anchor, so just... Correct. Yeah. Okay. Correct. You're correct. That was not a criticism of you, Matt. I apologize. Now, they can... they Remember, they can elect a toaster. Did it if they had a toaster whose name was Tina Toaster, right, and they ran her against Carrie Lake, does the toaster win? Right? The toaster could win. You got a media that 80% of them are in the bag, right? They have a much better ground game than the Republicans, right? We ran a uh, a divisive car- car- a candidate in Carrie Lake, right? We had Mark Brinovich saying that our abortion laws, thank God, are going back to 1865, right? Mm-hmm. So you gave them that talking point. Sure. Right? In, no, in that thing, running Carrie Lake with no money, divisive, no money, right? 1865 abortion getting pounded, 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 Mm -hmm. right? And a toaster named Tina with all that money, right, who can convince someone dimmer than a toaster, Chris Nanos, to do a commercial that said the toaster is going to lock down the border, right? Could they elect a toaster? To your point, Mr. DeSimone. Yes, sir. I just saw an article yesterday talking about how the headline, I think it was from Channel 12 up in Phoenix. The headline was, new AZGOP chair hugs and poses for picture with white supremacists. Like, oh, boy, that's that's interesting. And there it is. It's Wendy Rogers. Okay? Uh, so, white supremacists, a television station in a large metropolitan market, right. puts that as the headline. Just lays it out there. Okay? 
The woman who was just elected governor not only found guilty twice of racial discrimination in court by juries, by, you know, juries of her peers or whatever. Right. Okay. And she made a three and a half minute video saying, you know what? I committed racial discrimination and she still got elected. Correct. A three minute, a three and a half minute video saying I got to do better. And my initial reaction of dismissing the staffer, okay, was wrong. I did commit racial discrimination. Right. Okay. And the Arizona Democratic Party said, she's our gal for governor. And the voters said, she's our gal. So to answer your to in in support of your statement that you could run a toaster, sure. I mean they just elected somebody who admitted she practiced racial discrimination. Now, let's say we had Carl the coffee maker. Okay. okay. And we ran him for Senate in the great state of Pennsylvania. Oh, we did. I'm sorry. I mean, look at Futterman. I mean, it, to me, it's like abuse of another human being, right? Whoever whoever pulls his strings, right? That you, you, I mean, I mean, that was as close to a living weekend at Bernie's humanly possible to run that guy for office, and he won, right? So let, let so again, so let's go. Let's take it even more hyper local. City of Tucson, city council elections, right? We could have seven tabletop count kitchen counter appliances run for office. Right? So if we ran let's say a blender. Barbara blender. In a citywide election in Tucson. Right? And within the city of Tucson Media-wise, right, the only people that might give you a mildly straight shot once in a while would be local TV news. Could Barbara Blender win as the mayor of Tucson, right, with a great union ground game from the Grijalva crew? Well, sure. You know, you put a million or two from unions. You know, oh, I... Barbara is running clean. I do. Just I, just yeah. like the previous mayor. Right. Right. So remember, Rahina said she was running clean, even though she basically got somewhere between one and a one and a half million right. from Lucha and whatever. If you remember Lucha AZ, remember, this is what I don't know those people. Oh, I'm sorry. Laura Dent, your former chief of staff, is the head of Lucha. I don't know who they are. I don't know why they would help me. And of course, most of the local press is like, gee, Willikers. She really is running clean. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she endorsed Governor Hobbs. So, that, you know, back to what I just said. So I'm just telling you, right? So let's say uh, instead of the dude, there was Aaron the Anvil, right? Running in the dudes in a citywide election. Heavy, man. Right? It's way heavy. Okay. I want to say Ricky the rental car, but that would have triggered Paul. I didn't want to do that. Don't want to get an audit. But so I'm telling you, with what's going on locally with union ground game, right? A a dysfunctional uh, Republican strata here in, in Pima County, right? Could you run Barbara the blender for mayor and have Barbara win? 
Now, the local Democrats should like, see, that they might not like Barbara because of the uh, binary, right? That'd be a, a girl blunder. So, okay. you know, Pat the blunder, we'll call her. Like the Julia Sweeney SNL skit. Who's that? It's Pat. So back to the Kamala interview is where I was going with all this. When the Washington Post says, well, she can't win. Of course she can. You elected Biden. Yep. Right? That's where you're at. Mm-hmm. Right? So never think that some of these people can't win. An, Joe Biden proved anybody can win an election. And Katie Hobbs. I mean, I keep telling you, Katie Hobbs winning. Right? She can't believe she got away with it. It's like Ocean's Eleven. You got away with ripping off, well, in the end of the original, but you got away with ripping off all of the uh, the, the, the uh, bank, the uh, casinos on Las Vegas on New Year's Eve, and you're sitting somewhere on a boat, and you go, man, I can't believe we just did that. That's unbelievable. That's Katie Hobbs. She She can't believe she got away with it either. And all of her... You know, uh, a friend of mine was saying, oh, man, you know, uh, you can tell the fix within she didn't uh, she didn't even campaign. I'm just telling you, if you're her campaign consultants, you tell her, don't say a word. Don't go anywhere. And it worked out. Right. We have enough money. We have enough money to savage Carrie Lake and put up this image of you like somehow you're a competent human. Uh, well, the FBI searching his home. Yeah, so uh, the FBI searching a president's beach home. Oh, wait a minute. It's Biden. <laughs> what is it about presidents and beach houses and classified documents? Well, it's good to be king. Hopefully it's, you know, under his uh, his uh, clam bake potty. So here, <laughs> so here it's a, a search. I, I seem to recall... Oh, I don't know. Four, five, six months ago, the word "raid" being used. Of course, but this, this is a search. This is this is this is a uh, civilized, a more civilized FBI. Tommy the Toaster's uh, uh, beach house. Yes, Avis car rental. That's what we need to do. We need to get an Avis. We I think what we need to do is uh, we need to get an Avis car rental uh, agent to run against the dude, and just wear the Avis shirt everywhere this man or woman goes. Imagine, imagine having a uh, having a debate. We'll get Ted number two to do a debate, moderate a debate between Paul Cunningham and the Avis car rental agent just sitting there with their big red shirt. I'm just telling you. Can't make it up. 8.50 in the morning. Tomorrow, the uh, sports director will be here. We'll review what happened uh, on the NFL weekend, but also we had a, 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 the second tearful Tom Brady retirement finally for football again. We're not going to talk much about it. We'll probably concentrate much more on Wildcat hoops. And then I saw that uh, Wildcat tickets are going up. Uh, Correct. I think fifteen percent was the number I saw. Let's we'll do a little. I want to. I'm going to cover ticket prices when we come back. I'm sick of talking about Kamala Harris and toasters. Wake up, Tucson, ten thirty. The Voice, local news and talk. My kids from Kashmir Stage Band covering Brubeck. Here we go. Hey now, welcome back to the Wake Up Tucson Show. Ten thirty. The Voice, local news and talk. Uh, Billy sent this uh, number two to me, uh, Michael Lev over at the Dead Star. Uh, he works out of his house uh, in his basement, uh, never visits the office up in uh, Marana. 
So uh, maybe he does, maybe once a week he has to be the guy to get the mail. So uh, the University of Arizona is raising ticket prices for football, men's and women's basketball by an average of 15%. The price increase announced in an email to ticket holders sent Friday will go into effect for the 2023-24 academic year. We look to maintain our department's day-to-day operations, remain competitive in an ever-changing environment of college athletics. I want to proactively share with you. Well played, David. (laughs) (laughs) That we'll be increasing ticket prices. You mean that's better than saying we're going to thump you with a... uh, We've been able to keep ticket prices steady. Most of these tickets, blah, 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 for nearly a decade... So football goes from, uh, we talk about uh, the different ranges. So uh, the high side on a men's basketball season tickets, 2,500. Women's basketball is 200. Football is 3,700. And then the prices do not include scholarship row. Matt, what's a scholarship row? This is the courtside seats at McHale. Gotcha. Muy expensive. Where's the scholarship in it? For the players. Oh, okay. And, of course, who are now getting paid, but that's that's a completely other <laughs> line of discussion. I'm not saying that, um, no, like, you know, the U of A, you know, everything's going up, right? So I can see the demand on the, on the basketball team, right? I mean, if there's the – I mean, U of A basketball is still going to be the most high-in-demand high ticket in Tucson on a regular basis. That's just the way life is. Right, and it's great that women's basketball. I mean, I don't know what she's getting a game over Adia, but it's got to be pretty good. So she's creating demand on the women's sure, side. Sure, sure, uh, and they're it's fun to go. Yep, they're fun to watch. I, yeah, I, 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 like I, I know. You, I know we're on the same page on that one. So yeah. So the thing that I don't get, it's still football. Now we had a nice season. We're building. The fish guy seems to be a much better human being than both Sumlin and Richrod. Right? Seems to be doing a lot of good things. I yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, you know how we say Tucson is a program on the decline. I would say the U of A football team is a program on the rise, right? Which is great. the The Fisher's doing a great job recruiting. He's getting some. I think he's surprising some people with quality of recruits this early in the whole. His whole thing, right? Matt, does that sound all reasonable statements in relation to the Fisher? Absolutely. But is U of A football really in the demand position to bump ticket prices 15%? It's good. That would be my take. That's my take Uh, on this, right? Is that, right? Now, if you said, hey, we're going to raise uh, men's basketball 15%, Adia's going up uh, 7 and football's going up 3%. I could have that discussion. But I'm just telling you, U of A football's not there yet. It's getting there. We'll this year's going to be pretty interesting to see if they, if they make that jump. So I know we have one game against the uh, Mississippi Staters. Uh, yeah, over the, uh, away this year, yeah. right? And then it's a pretty uh, marshmallow. Other than them, NAU and another marshmallow, and then we go right into Pac-12, and then ASU on the road. So it's going to be nothing too crazy of a season in relation to any other than the Mississippi State game. SEC on the road is always going to be a challenge. 
But I'm just telling you, football. I wouldn't. I. You got. I think that's your hard. I mean, it's your hardest. You got, you got the most seats to fill. What's your elasticity of demand on the price point, right? Yeah. So that's a good point, and I guess we we'll see. Correct. What we're going to see in a, in a few months. Correct. Uh, eight months. Yes. All right. All right, Matt. Thanks for a nice time. Thanks to day, uh, thanks to Mike Vellante talking about election. Uh, we're already. I've already rebooked him. He's on Wednesday next Wednesday for the se- second hour. Uh, Mike Vellante, and we're going to go deep dive on the Arizona elections. He's the head of election integrity for the America First Policy Institute. So we'll do that next Wednesday. Dan Shearer, Green Valley News, amazing. And then always enjoy his segments. Heads up on Adelita Grijalva wants to choke the ability of other supervisors to put stuff on the agenda. It's a bad idea. Bad idea, jeans. Bad idea, jeans. Wake up.